Welcome to Melangela's Soul Garden Podcast, the platform that makes a change. We'll be helping you to navigate a new life, boost your potential, grow spiritually, enjoy nature's ways, reinvent a creative you and so much more. Hosted by Melangela. If you would like to be notified about new episodes, you can subscribe to my newsletter, where I also share some exclusive contents. There will be no spam, and if you don't like it, you can unsubscribe at any time. You can find the link to the newsletter in the description of the episode. Now, on with the show! Enjoy! Hi! I'm Melangela from Melangela Soul Garden. As you probably know by now, I've been trying to inspire people that have come to a point in life where everything seems so difficult, threatening or even not worth going on. I have been there and I know all too well what the suffocating grip of fear looks like. So I ventured down this path of hopefully making people's lives a little bit brighter, more cheerful, and making them understand it's, meaning the life is absolutely worth the trouble. I'm excited to talk to a lady whose life may, at first glance, seem to be milk and honey, but it's almost never like that, is it? Facing her own challenges, she managed to look life in the eye and keeps winning her battles. Victoria Buckman, we're nine hours apart, so a very good morning to you. Good morning and good evening, my love. <laughs> Thank you ever so much. Nice to see you again. Now, yes. Victoria um, is a special lady, as all my ladies have been up until now. Uh, she's, however, a sales guru with experiences in coaching and training and a lot more. She worked in a big telecommunications company where selling was done the man's way. As she did not find herself comfortable doing that, she developed her own methods more in tune with women and was hugely successful. But before we carry on with this bit, I would like to touch on somewhat different topics. Tell us about your journey that got you to the point, to this point in life. Did you always know your cup of tea is or was selling, Victoria? I always knew that I liked to help people, not sell. It wasn't selling. It was about helping people get what they want. Um, but I thought everyone did that. So no, I didn't know that that was my purpose or anything that I would ever teach. I actually, um, it's funny when we have something that's our genius, it comes so natural that we think, oh, everyone can do that. So we really discount it and don't think any about anything about it. Right. Um, and yet at the beginning you were, doing what going At the, uh, going back maybe maybe not to your childhood but um i don't know back to your 20s 30s i grew up with a mother and father that were teenagers so i never really knew who i was and i was looking outside of myself everywhere to not only fit in 
but to figure out who I was and what I liked. And I was so busy trying to please everyone else and fit into what they wanted me to be that I really kind of lost myself. And um, in my teenage years and into my 20s, um, I was in more pain than I, than I knew I was in. And I ended up drugging myself, um, getting into drugs, getting into alcohol. And I was really just trying to numb out um, all the feeling of not knowing who I was. I didn't know where I was going. And I was so busy trying to please everyone else and be what they wanted me to be that I was miserable. And what was the eye opener then for you? It wasn't until um, I got into sales and I had a series of jobs where I got to help other people get what they wanted. And when I realized I was really good at not only creating relationships, um, but communicating with people, I was good at listening to people and helping them find a way through their challenges, their obstacles to get what it was that they were looking for. And that's where a series of different um, sales positions came up. And when I got to help other people, I felt good. So that's kind of when I discovered um, my, my magical powers, my genius around sales. Because I don't believe that sales is anything about selling. I believe it's all about creating relationships with people, listening to them, really being authentic and transparent, and then helping them figure out what it is that will make them happy and then finding a way to get them closer to that. That sounds amazing. Really does. Um, now, still going back a bit, any regrets? And if at all possible, would you re-script any parts of your life? That's an interesting question because I want to say, yes, I would re-script all those years that I thought I had wasted of um, drugging myself and being so unhappy. But in reality, that's what got me to where I am now. And I am more soul aligned or what I like to call soul merged now than I ever have been. And I think it's because of those hard times. It's because of those experiences where you're lost that you actually, um, that actually lead you to finding yourself. So right now I would say, no, I wouldn't re-script it. My, my case uh, as well, because I know it's a cliche to say, thank God I got ill, you know, the cancer story in, in my case. But for me, that was such an eye-opener and I really without having that I would have never understood so many things and I would have missed on so many things in my life I think isn't that amazing how we need to in a way be hurt in order to understand certain things and and enjoy life to the fullest at least I see it that way would you agree absolutely um 
I talk about sales and being in sales and I worked for the phone company and I was very successful. In fact, I was incredibly successful, something that's totally unheard of in a $50,000 a year job. Um, if you were at 100% of your sales quota, you would make $50,000. Well, I was making a quarter of a million dollars because I was doing what I said. I was out helping people. And I didn't say that I worked for the phone company. I would say, I work for you and I'm going to help you get what you want, um, no matter whether I sell you something or not. And with all that success, um, I put money away, I invested it, I did everything right. And then my financial advisor stole it all. He stole half a million dollars from me. And that was like the rug being pulled out from under me. I toppled. I was in shock. I went into fear. I, you know, I thought that for sure the sky was falling in. And now I realize and it's probably the same for you and the illness, things happen in our life that feel like death. I, I would have rather died than have what happened to me. Or, you know, many people have lots of crazy things that happen that are painful and they push you to your limit to really find that strength inside of you. I believe it's kind of like a death because there was a part of me that needed to die so that the more authentic, the more purposeful, the more soulful part of me could be birthed. And it, and it almost is like going through um, being birthed. You're, you're squeezed through this, you know, tiny hole, if you will. Um, and it, it just takes everything you have to come out on the other side. And then it's this whole new life. So I believe that these challenges, obstacles, horrendous things that happened in our life, and something has happened to everyone out there, whether it was something really big like cancer or having someone steal your entire life savings, or it was something small, but in your own mind and in your body, it didn't feel small. It felt super traumatic and it felt like a death. Those are the things that wake us up to more potential, to the, to the brilliance inside of us. And, um, and it's not always fun. No, <laughs> it's a far not cry really from it, isn't it? A far cry no. from that. But where, where did you get the strength from or who from? If you would have asked me when I was going through it, I would have looked at you and said, you're crazy. I don't have any strength. <laughs> but it was the people that I surrounded myself with, my husband, who just loved me no matter what, how I woke up in the morning or if I didn't even want to wake up in the morning. And I also had a girlfriend who loved me so much, she did the tough love. She loved me and talked lovingly to me. And other days she kicked me in the fanny. And um, that's what it takes. It takes people that love you enough to see who you really are and your own strength that's in you when you don't think you have any. You think it's, it's beyond anything that you can do. 
Annette, you managed. You managed to conquer whatever came your way. And I know we all do. Uh, you are a great achiever. And usually when we think of achieving things in life, being successful in money terms, that is, that this somehow does not resonate with being spiritual, yet you are a certified hypnotherapist and psychic and a lot more than that. So what is the story behind that? It was the, the incident of losing all my money. I had money as who I was. And when it all went away, I didn't know who I was. I, I lost my whole self, my identity, which I, that is really wasn't who I was all along. So I got to look inside and, and say, okay, who am I now? Where, what do I want to create? And I wanted to go out and, and tell women, don't wrap up your identity or your self-worth with your net worth like I did. You are precious and, and how much money you have or how much money you make has absolutely nothing to do with any of that. And it was this horrendous incident that was so hard for me to go through that allowed me to really see who I was and what I was capable of. And I went inside and I realized I know things. I, I can talk to people and I can read between the lines and I know what it is that their heart is really wanting for them, even though they might not be hearing it. And I don't even remember how I got into hypnotherapy school because I actually was in shock at the time. And um, next thing so, I so knew, it, I was, it came as a surprise to you. I, I, I can't even tell you how I got there or how I signed up. I was like on, I was a, a, me a mechanical robot. And next thing I knew I was in this hypnotherapy school teaching people how to go deep and find those beliefs that are holding them back or blocking them from being who they really are because that's what's most important in the world knowing who you are and at a soul level that's why i love your show so much you are helping people know that when you become soul aligned when you know this deeper part of you you have tremendous gifts you have tremendous strength you have you know, the ability to help other people in an amazing way. And that is what is meaningful. Whereas before, I thought making money was meaningful. Are there any steps to follow trying to find out what really you came here for or what is there as to you? I mean, is there a path that you can recommend? Because many people still do not know what they're doing here. And they think it's money, it's success in, in terms of having this beautiful car and a house. And Yeah, I, the, one of the things that I did for myself was I, I wrote down and I thought about the, the definition of abundance. And abundance is very different than money to me. Abundance is about health and meaning and an open heart and and i also wrote down a list of all the things that bring me joy that don't cost money and having a whole new look on you know 
walking on the beach, listening to my grandson laugh, you know, taking a bath, simple things like that were just super incredible. And it started to bring out in me, oh, these are the things that bring me joy. And I do an exercise with my clients. I have them draw two circles and they overlap a little bit right in the middle. And on one side, I ask them, write all the things that you're good at. What are you good at? Even if you don't even like it, what are you good at? Or what are you great at? And then on the other side, write, what do you like? Or what do you love to do? What do you love to do? What do you like to do? Even if you're not good at it. And then in the middle is this little piece, this little, um, almost like a teardrop shaped and put in there what you love to do or like to do and you're good at it or, and you're great at it. And I, I, I invite them to put, you know, first they'll put two or three different things. I invite them, no, put 50 things. I like to walk in the garden. I like to pick flowers. I like to cook. I like to sing, I, you know, whatever it is. I like to drive. And when you see the things that you like and that you love and that you're good at or you're great at, when you look at those things, they will all come together. Bring in somebody who knows you, who, who loves you, who doesn't judge you. Have them look at that. And out of that pops, oh my God, this is what you could be doing. This is, oh, that's what you do naturally. This is what you could do. This is your purpose. This is what you could do for a living. You could make money at this. That's fantastic. But you would, but you would do it even if you didn't make money because it brings you so much joy. Absolutely. You love it. A, yeah. yeah. A simple exercise like that just helps you recognize, oh my God, these are all the gifts and talents and skills and my genius. The other one, there's another one, maybe this is too many, but another thing is, is if you look at someone that you really admire and what is the trait that they have? What is the char characteristic? What is the, the life trait that they have? I love people who are integrity. I love people that are honest. I love people that are fun and they're, they're funny. Well, you would not recognize those traits in someone else if they weren't inside of you. So anything that you admire about someone else, those are your traits. Oh my and goodness, you what a revelation. You might have a thimble full or you might have, you know, a truckload full. So which ones do you want to own and acknowledge and use them every day in your life? Or which ones do you only have a little bit and you want to enhance them so you get to practice being that thing a little bit more. So when I teach about sales magic, it's not about what you're doing. It's about who are you being? When you are being who you really are, who you authentically are, and that's the tricky thing to find out. That's when it brings you joy. It brings you purpose. You're on purpose. Your life is meaningful. What is inside of you comes out of it. Wayne Dyer said something similar to that. And it really made me think a lot. You know, sometimes people hurt you or say something that is not favorable to you. And you just, you know, get upset or even angry, terribly angry. And he said, 
when you squeeze an orange, what comes out of it is oranges. So when you, you know, there's a lot of hatred coming out of you. Goodness, think about that. So that, that, that means a lot of anger in you. And that was such a difficult thing for me to think about myself because I thought, oh, I'm a loving person. So how come I can get that angry? It's just a bit of anger, okay, but you need to find that um, button to, to, to say stop enough and, and think about it, right? At least the way I see it. What do you think? <laughs> yes. I have a practice of self-appreciation and it's really easy for me to appreciate, oh, my hair is beautiful today or, you know, I, I like the color of my eyes, but to appreciate, oh, I appreciate how crabby and frustrated I was today and, you know, appreciate all parts of you. When you can appreciate the pieces and the parts that we normally want to push away and not appreciate, you become more whole, you become all of who you are, and you are way more accepting and loving of every part of everyone else. If it, It's like there's a, a timeline or something, and we only want the stuff that we call positive or good, and then we push away the stuff that we call bad or negative or shadow. Well, if you if you're pushing that away in the experience of life and you're only wanting the good, you're only accepting half of what is there. Well, you can only manifest and bring into your life half of what there is for you. Embrace everything and all of it, then all of life comes towards you. That's what these really hard situations that push us to our limits where we think we're dying that's what that opens up for us. And I think we also need to accept the negative because after all, we learn from the negative. It isn't anything negative. It's the label we put on it. We, um, I always tell people mistakes are a part of success. The more mistakes you made, the more things you learn, the faster you're going to get to success. The wiser so, you get. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is all, everything is for us. We don't really have anything that happens to us. It all happens for us, yeah. for us to grow. Absolutely. Yeah. I could not agree more. Now, yeah. you and Gary seem such a great couple. Um, the marriage that, has, that was just meant to be. How did the two of you meet, if I may ask? Oh my gosh, that was, that was magic too. <laughs> so this is, this is um, a, an amazing story, but this is how also how you um, increase your own intuition or gut instincts or, you know, being psychic or whatever you want to call it, because every single per person on the planet is. So I was to go out dancing with five girlfriends and I was so excited. I just like to go out dancing just to dance. I just love to dance. It's fun. And one by one, my girlfriends called me and said, oh, my God, I can't make it. And I just thought, oh, my God, I could not believe it. Five girlfriends and all five canceled. What's the, the likelihood of that? So I decided to sit on the couch and pout. <laughs> and I just thought, I am just going to sit here and pout and be in a bad mood. And I just heard this, this voice in my said, 
in my head that said, no, you're not. You're going to go out dancing. And I'm like, I am not going to go out dancing by myself. Okay. <laughs> and something just got me up from the couch and, and sent me out dancing. And at the time I was working at the phone company where I was making a quarter of a million dollars. So I guess the way that I held myself, I was confident, right? So no guys would ever ask me to dance unless I sat in this one chair that was right near the dance floor. And, you know, that was the only place if I sat there, guys would say, oh, come on, you want to go dance? And I'd say, yeah. So I walk into the dance place, this dance place called Shaboom's. And I walk by my chair and I'm like, oh my God, somebody is sitting in my chair. Now what am I going to do? I'm not going to get to dance all night. So I walk past the chair and I look at the guy and he, he looks familiar. And I used to take my son to this gymnastics school and he was one of the guys that I used to watch when my son was doing gymnastics. You know, he was teaching the boys and stuff. So I walked past him and I spun around and I walked over and I said, hey, aren't you that gymnastics guy? And he goes, he had this look on his face like, what, I have gymnastics written across the top of my head? How'd you know that? And I said, um, by the way, I, I have some bad news. I really want to let you know that you're sitting in my chair. <laughs> and it's like that. <laughs> I'm bold, right? I'm not, yeah, absolutely. I'm, not I'm, I'm pretty confident. And, and the chairs are sitting up against these kind of like um, counters. And, and there's these little name tags on the counters. And he spins around and he looks at the name tag and he looks at it and he turns around and says, Joe. He says, you don't look like a Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and so we started talking and we, and we started dancing and we've been together ever since. But the funny thing is, is he has a story where he went to this dance. He loves to dance. So he went to this dance place all the time. And he always sat way in the back of the room at this one spot. So he could see the whole dance floor. He could see all the women and he could pick and choose who he wanted to dance with. And he kept getting this voice in his head that said, go move to this chair in the front. And he said, he sat there and he's looking up at the ceiling and looking up at his own head going, I'm not going to move. This is my chair. This is where I always sit. <laughs> and something, you know, something felt like it helped him up and walked him over and sat in this chair. And he's like, why am I sitting over here? I never sit here. And when I walked in, he said, I, I walked past him. He said, oh, I'm going to have to ask that woman to dance. Oh, my goodness. Didn't I say destiny all over? <laughs> you were meant to be together. Oh, yeah. So I, I like to call it, it was a divine appointment. And luckily, both of us were listening and we acted on it. And that's how you increase your, your ability to know what is right for you. It, when you hear a tiny little thought, and it's not going to sound like, you know, God or some, you know, brilliant voice or anything. It's going to sound like your own voice and just some mm. thought. And you're like, why am I thinking this? Right. But when you act on it, things flow. Magical things happen. Magic happens. <laughs> right. And we've been married. Um, we've been married 21 years this year. And to, to that day when we met, we have been together 24-7. What a wonderful story that is. Good. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Now, you are also part of the 
Mind Valley tribe, if I'm not mistaken. I am. Yes. And I would imagine you have gained a new perspective on life. Am I right there yes. or not? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. So can we share a, a bit of that story with you too? What was your experience there and what have you, what have you learned? Mind Valley was, I have a lot of magic in my life. Um, that's why I teach sales magic. I teach people the magic because that's what life is all about. When you live a magical life, things just happen and it's all on purpose and it's lined up with your soul and you can't go wrong. It's fabulous. So I had a, um, my digestion was really bad and I was in a lot of pain in my esophagus and I had tried everything and I kept getting this email about some program called wild fit and people were talking about losing weight. And it's like, I don't need to lose weight. Yeah, I do, but it's like four pounds, right? So, but it kept popping up in my email and my eyes kept going to it. And it's like, okay, what is it about this what wild this? fit hmm. thing? Yes. So I researched it. I did the little, I went into Mind Valley and I did the little master class and all of that. And it, it still talked mostly about losing weight and changing how you eat. And I already ate healthy, so I thought. Um, and when the thing said, you know, okay, buy this class now, and I saw it was like $800, I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to do this. And, and my husband's not going to want me to sign up for this. And I went to him and I sat down and I said, I don't know what, why. I do not know why. This thing keeps popping up in my email. I watched the little class. It doesn't, it's not in my head. It's not what I'm supposed to do in my heart and my body. I absolutely have to do it. And he said, well, we have to follow your heart. You have to listen to your body. You have to follow your heart. He's big on listening to your body, right? For, because of what happened to him. And that's how I got introduced to Mind Valley. It actually healed my insides, healed my esophagus. It was the best program I've ever done. It's been three or four years. Um, we drink green drinks every day. And then since then, I have taken multiple classes on Mind Valley because I like Vision, you know, the, the Vision Lacani. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He is all about um, constant learning, and so am I. So he has some very, um, high consciousness, high vibration people to learn from. And um, it's, it, it resonates with me and I love it. And I love the, the part about meeting people all over the globe, all over the world, meeting you, right? That's exciting. And um, so that's kind of what got me started. And we were watching one of his um, little Mind Valley classes with Ken Wilbur just last night. So yeah, that's something that will always be a part of my life. I'm a lifelong learner. Anyone that wants to help other people in order to walk your talk and help others, you've got to constantly grow yourself. And, and these, these experiences that we're talking about that are really hard, it's like they're like suits that take, that come off of you, that weren't really you, and you're getting to the core of who you are. And yes, they're painful, but it's more painful to be, not be you fully. So I'm just thinking, having digestion problems, being aware and conscious in the present moment and paying even more attention to your diet, 
it all helped or was there something else to like meditation or something that you did not mention? Yeah, it's, it's all of it. It's spiritual, mental, physical, you know, um, all of it. So I, I do meditation. We meditate every day. I have for years. We, we have, um, I call them bookends, um, but they're rituals that you do first thing in the morning and last thing at night so that you, no matter what happens in the middle of your day, you always start your day in this amazing way and you always end your day in an amazing way. And that's the, some of the things we do, the prayer, meditation, reading something positive, watching something positive, talking to Gary and I talk to each other and say what was great about your day. And we also write down gratitudes and what we appreciate, what we appreciate about each other and about ourselves. And you do that together with Gary or separately? On Both. Your Both. Sometimes we do them together. Well, the prayers and the meditation we do together. Um, oh, and then, Great. Yeah, and the meditation or the gratitude and the appreciations, um, sometimes we do them together and sometimes we do them separately. Like a daily, like, like a daily routine for both of you. It's a daily routine. And like I said, I call them bookends because they bookend your beginning of your day and your end of your day. A lot of things can go sideways in the middle of your day because you don't really have control and other people are involved. But if you start your day a certain way and you end your day a certain way with your rituals, things that make you feel good, every day is a magnificent day. When I first learned that you are into sales and selling, I thought, oh my goodness, because for me, that, that's, that's not me. That's not how I function. So for me, selling, and I know you, you have another story around that, but selling is either, you know, you hate it or you love it. Or is there, you know, many gray shades in between? <laughs> not too many. <laughs> not too many. People either say, I hate it. I don't know how to do it. I'm not a salesperson. I don't want to be a salesperson. Or... They, you know, they, they have a different, um, well, some people like it because they like to, they like to go after something, but I don't, um, sales, sales is the most spiritual thing you can do for, is what I believe. Sales is all about, and I, I got a download and it was S-A-L-E-S, come from service, ask questions, listen, 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 evaluate, excavate, elevate the person and then share. So there's no selling in sales and it's the most spiritual thing that you can do because what you're doing is you're emptying out all of your own agenda, your own expectations. You show up in service to someone else, no matter whether they buy something from you or not, you find out what it is that they really want in their life. Where are they now? And what are the obstacles that they need to overcome? And you help them in some way get closer to that. That's my definition of sales. And I say that I teach sales, but what I really teach is I teach women to step into their own magnificence, to understand what their genius is and how to take that out into the world to make other people's lives better. Why did you decide women only? Because when my money disappeared, um, when I had... When I was making a quarter of a million dollars, I was a single mom. 
and I was able to buy a house. I was able to buy my son the $100 tennis shoes that he wanted at the time that I thought was ridiculous. I was able to take us on amazing vacations. I started giving to a um, charity called Women for Women, um, women in war-torn countries, and I helped them go to, I send them to school for a whole year to learn a skill and start a business. So um, I am passionate about helping women. I think women are so powerful and over the centuries and everything, we've been so squished down that I want them to know their own power. I want them to know their own magnificence. I also know that when women are making money, they use it to help their community. They use it they give it to great charities, they help their friends, they are generous, they buy food that is clean and, and healthy for the planet and for people. They do really good things with their money. So those are the, those are the ones that I have chosen to help. And I just have this passion for women. I have a husband and I have a passion for women. I love women. Yeah. Um, you have partly answered this question, but still, what is success the way you see it? True success. Success is living a magical life. Success is having your health, knowing who you are, um, being able to share that with anyone and those that can't handle it, you walk away from. Um, being able to tell the people that you love that you love them and why you love them. Seeing the the genius and the amazingness in every person out there and living a life i like luxury i love beautiful things i love i have this gorgeous backyard i love laying in the sun i love talking to the plants i love roses um it's it's about how do you live do you live from this place of who you really are and can you show someone else how to do that that's to me that's success you strike me as someone who is really happy and you are beautiful and you you tell me you love luxurious things now some people and i may have been like that before have this belief ingrained in us that you know to have money and to have luxurious things uh all of these you know does not go hand in hand with being spiritual and, and all of that. I, I, I disagree know. with that. I, I know I you do. Luxurious and, things, mm. luxurious things are having some time during the day to go take a walk on the beach or in a garden or a luxurious thing is to play ball with your grandsons. Um, and it could be having this grand crystal chandelier over your bathtub, which I have, and, you know, laying in the bathtub and drinking a glass of champagne. Um, being spiritual is not something that we do. It's actually who we are. Yes, we're all spiritual beings. We're all energy beings. We're all light beings. We are... Um, you know, you go to the hospital and you do an EKG or a, you know, um, they measure your heart. They're measuring the electricity. Your energy, your energy is who you are. And this world is abundant. Why not? It was meant for all of us to enjoy. And everyone's definition of luxury is going to be something totally different. And they might even not even use that word. 
but we live in an abundant planet and and it's beautiful. It's filled with beauty. I mean, go out and smell a rose and stick your face in there and look at all these tiny little things that are in the middle and it's incredible. You know, I was, um, I went on a vision quest one time and they dropped us off in the middle of nowhere out in the desert. And I thought, oh my God, where, how many, I'm, I I like luxury. I like a bed. And and I was laying on the ground. I knew nothing about camping. I put my little mat on the ground. Well, I didn't know it, but I put it right on top of a red anthill. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So I'm laying on the ground and all of a sudden there's all these millions of teeny tiny, but really big red ants. And I was watching them and they were helping each other and they were carrying all these really huge things that were 10 times the size of their body. And it was fascinating and amazing. I I also did the magic and created a circle around me and said, I'm going to watch you, but don't come in my bed. (laughs) And were you successful? (laughs) And I did not have one ant all night long, Um, but I got to sit there and watch them. And how luxurious is that to be able to go watch these creatures that are so busy doing all these things that we don't even normally know about, right? Or even notice. Sometimes we just don't notice things. Yes. Yesterday I got out of my car and I carry this big gallon jug of water because I drink a lot of water. And these two little moths were flying around and I said, hello. And I I spoke to them and both of them landed on the cap of my water jug. And so they sat there for, it must've been two minutes and Gary looked at me like, oh my God. And I said, hello, how are you doing today? How's your day going? (laughs) Those, that's luxury, that's magic. Things like that, how incredible is that? And I know that Wayne, you spoke of Wayne Dyer. I know he uh, he had butterflies that used to land on him. And he would just look at them and, and look at their wings and the colors. And I mean, it, speaking of butterflies, think about it. They are caterpillars and they turn to juice and mush. Talk about going through something hard in your life. You absolutely just fell all apart and you are now liquid. And then when you come back out, you have wings and you can fly. And yeah, most beautiful of creatures. Yes, yeah. that is no different than us going through these really difficult times. That's, we turn to mush and hopefully afterwards, you know, if you can accept it and go with it and find the gift in it, you have wings and you are beautiful and you can fly on the other side of it. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's spirit just leading us in a conversation that all came together. <laughs> We just need to have our eyes open at all times and enjoy the present moment. Yeah. And even more, have our heart open. And a heart open. Mm. Yeah. Be like a little kid. Just be curious. Yeah. Speaking of kids, you enjoy your grandchildren already? I do. I love my grandsons. I have three of them. I have a funny story. I have all these Barbie dolls that I saved all my life to give them to my granddaughter. And I have three grandsons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who knows what what may happen in the future? (laughs) No, there's no no more coming. (laughs) Well, never say never, they say. Yes. Okay. Now the the closing, the closing sort of remark. Um, is there anything else, anything special you would like to tell our, our audience, our listeners? 
Yes, I would like to tell them they are special. They all have this, this genius, this beauty, this magnificence inside of them. And until you claim that and own it and ingest it, put it on a spoon and stick it in your mouth and swallow it, own it. Because when you own it, then it, it allows it to grow and open and everything, everything happens for a reason and everything starts to become better. And even the things that you wouldn't label as better, you'll be able to look at them and go, okay, why is this happening? What am I being taught right now? This is happening for me. How, who am I going to be on the other side of it? So you are magnificent. I don't care who you are, where you live. Every single person on this planet is amazingly incredible. Own it. Own your genius and be who you are. Stop trying to be what anyone else wants you to be. And all of it, positive and all negative, of it. as we've all said. Yes. Ah, okay. Comes in a, in a package. Love your it? frustration <laughs> and your crankiness and, and, and say it, you know? Uh, yes, I am appreciate I'm all way. of it. I'm the yin and yang. What a crab it's... I am today. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure a lot of ladies would love to connect with you, Victoria. Where can they find you? Oh, they can, they can go to um, Victoria Buckman. It has two N's, B-U-C-K-M-A-N-N.com. Or if they'd love to have a conversation, I have a a, um, it's called the sales magic makeover. It's on my website. You can fill it out and we can have a conversation. And I am absolutely wanting to inspire a million women. So yes, let's talk. Let me thank you, Victoria, for being who you are and doing what you, what you do. Thank you for taking your time to come to my show. It's been a pleasure having you and I'm honored really to have you. So thank you for all of that. Thank you. And I heard you say that you are trying. So I invite you to take that try word out of there. Thank you for the inspiration you are giving people and what you are doing in the world because it is amazing. Thank you. Thank you ever so much. Actually, you are the second person who corrected me saying that. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me again. I will. I will. Owning I definitely it. will own it from this point on. I, and that's a promise. <laughs> Thank you again, Victoria. Thank you, dear listeners. Uh, keep smiling. Till next time, Melangela. Mm -hmm.